This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our newest addition to the Expert Series, Matt, the Mortgage Guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks a lot for being a part of this journey with us. I like the Expert Series because we could take on different topics. We all have different ranges of expertise, and you are our first mortgage guy. So uh, I'm so happy to have you on the channel every week. Uh, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. It's fun, fun being here. Just just having these conversations, I think, is not good for everybody who might come across it, but good for us, too, just to Absolutely. chat about this stuff. Yeah, one of the things that you sent me a note on that I vastly agree with, but we, we should just get it recorded, is there's a lot of YouTube entertainers, and I've used that word in quotes, clickbait artists, whatever you want to call them, talking about a 2021 housing crash. Uh, let's be very specific. They're talking about single family and they're talking about a national crash. And some of them are ballsy enough to call 30 or 40%. So as someone who's kind of voiced my opinion on this, I just want to leave that to you and let's just talk about the data. So what do you think, Matt? What are the chances of a 30 to 40% housing crash in the US in 2021? Yeah, I'm with you where I say, there's a 0% chance for something that drastic. You know, there's, there's a small chance for flattening out or there's a small chance for a small correction, but it's, it's interesting when you try to dig a little bit with somebody and say, well, why do you think that? And I'm one that if I'm interacting with a client or a realtor partner or a, you know, somebody making a comment on my YouTube channel, I'm genuinely curious. Why do you think so? And for, a vast majority of them, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, there's no real rhyme or reason. The, the silliest comments are, well, the market goes in cycles and it's been X number of years since we've been going up. So of course we'll go down or look what happened in 2008. And you know, to compare two different moments in time and say that they're similar because of one or two data points, oh, there was 10% year over year appreciation this point in time. So that means that we're going to repeat whatever happened the years following. <laughs> That's just ludicrous. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's funny because you and I both know um, that mortgage products, you know, appraisal fraud, all kinds of stuff that went into that big crash back in 2008 is non-existent. And, you know, the latest thing that people can point to because it's fun to talk about and because it will get clicks and because it's it's a headline is, well, we're gonna have a ton of foreclosures because there's a ton of people behind on their payments. There's a ton of people in forbearance. I saw some really great info. Um, a guy, Brian Decker, who's a mortgage broker down in Southern California. <clears throat> and uh, I've, I've been to mortgage industry events with him. He's a smart dude, does a lot of business. Um, there's, there's so much that when you start with the millions in forbearance and you start to peel back 
X number are still making their payments. X number took it just in case. X number this. And then you get down to the super small percentage, like 10% of them have less than 20% equity. You know, the people that are truly possibly in a position where things could go bad in the next six, 12, 18 months, that small amount of 300, 400,000 homes that might foreclose is going to be a blip on the radar when you look at how much demand we have. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I try to tell people is, listen, if a half a million homes foreclose tomorrow, which won't happen, it's a lot longer process, those would get swallowed up so quickly, the market would hardly even feel it. And yeah. so, to, 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 so to base your theory that we're going to have a 2021 market crash because of this small set of folks that, you know, we don't even know for certain yeah. may foreclose yeah. is, is yeah. crazy. I, I, I've put out plenty of videos and I'll happily debate with anybody that wants to take the other side. It's interesting that nobody's shown up yet to, to do that debate. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, so let's just talk about the numbers. And again, I hear them all the time. I hear it this morning when I talk about no, no crash coming. You know, they always talk about 3.2 million folks in forbearance. Okay, great. But what is forbearance? Forbearance is an agreement between the borrower and the lender. No clock has started. No, not, no NOD. Nothing has started. The lender and the borrower in agreement to pause. Nothing has started. The, the clock only starts when the lender wants something and the borrower wants something else and there's disagreement. That's when the 90-day clock starts for NOD to be filed. That's when they, you know, all of these other dominoes fall. These people are pointing at, oh my God, we have 3.2 million people, nine months of forbearance. They're nine months late. No, they're not nine months late. They're not nine months late. Stop saying that. They're zero days right. late. They've, they've chosen to. And the powers that me have made it to where like, hey, we're not going to have any tape. It's just going to be if you need it, if you tell us that you want it, you'll have it. And so for anybody who, you know, doesn't know about forbearance, I log in to pay my mortgage payments yesterday on a couple mortgages I own. Mm -hmm. And it's literally a button click. Yeah. Having trouble, click, enter forbearance, click, and that's all you would have to do. And having hundreds of mortgage clients, I can tell you that I've got investor buddies and I've got investor clients and I've had these conversations. Well, Matt, I didn't know it was going to happen with my business. I'm in California and things are getting shut down. And so just precautionary, I put nine of my rental properties in forbearance. And, you know, when, when cash flow and liquid cash is something that creates comfort for folks, you know, I had a buddy tell me last week, Matt, by just pausing payments for six months, and there's no penalty. It just gets put right on the back of the loan. Mm -hmm. You know, nine payments times an average of $1,500 a month times six months um, is quite a bit of- That's 81,000 bucks. Yeah. Jeez. And uh, so that's, that's the kind of stuff that's happening. And um, I love the fact that people who are truly suffering can take advantage of the forbearance and can stay in their homes. That's great. But to pretend like- 3 million, 4 million people are in some desperation mode where they're not knowing how to pay their mortgage is just not true. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to make very clear here. Uh, let's call it 4 million. Shoot, round up. 
4 million people in forbearance, say an average of eight months. That does not mean they're eight months late. They are exactly zero days late. Nothing has started. That's point one. The other point to point out is I went back because there's been so much nonsense to, to, about this topic. Do you know what the average foreclosure days were for California, Las Vegas, and New York in 2008? New York was 1,700 days. Las Vegas was 1,400 days. And California was 750 days. So wow. let's just remember. So we're quick and doing it two years. Yeah. So just remember, the clock hasn't started yet. Let's assume all 4 million people never made another payment. Again, they're zero days late today. In California, last time it took 750 days to foreclose, which would put us into 2022. In New York and Las Vegas, it puts us in 2023. So any idiot who is still talking about a 2021 crash of 30 to 40% because of forbearance, at this point, you're just being obstinate. You're, you're, you're not paying attention. And then right. the other thing I want so to go- So me and Mike are saying it. Yeah. We're, we're saying right now that if you want to have somebody escrow it, we're taking bets oh, against a 2021 crash. Dude, I, <laughs> I've, I, I mean, there's some big names out there like Ken McElroy. I, I, I responded to him saying, dude, I'll bet you a thousand dollars to any charity you want. We have appreciation next year, not 30% decrease. Not a, not a word. Yeah. Ken McElroy is a smart dude with a bunch oh, yeah. of good info. So it's yeah. surprising that somebody who, who has as much knowledge as he does um, well, here's the deal. Would, He's a multifamily guy and he is seeing pain in multifamily. And he is, in my opinion, translating that pain, which is a different market, a different lending product, short-term versus long. I mean, there's so many differences, but he's translating it to single family homes, right? He hasn't been in single family homes in probably two decades, right? He's, he owns like 10,000 units. He's like, he's up here, like we're down here. Right. So right, right. I get it. Yeah. I give him and the I mean, excuse, I'm... but woof, that's not, not, not <laughs> happening in single family. The other thing I want to go back right. to that yeah, you just... mentioned at the opening was the toxic soup because the 08 crash didn't start in 08. It was a soup, a bouillabaisse, a concoction, whatever you want to call it, that started in 05 and got worse and worse and worse. Liar loans were real. I mean, the big right. short movie was real. There were strippers and waiters and all of these other folks saying they made 400 grand a year when they made 40 grand a year. Oh, it's only a zero. Why'd you say that? Well, that's what the guy told me to put down. I mean, yeah, they, now I can buy five properties. And oh, by the way, there were five properties with no money down, right? It was a 80% first and 10% second, and then a 10% credit card. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, there was no cash yeah. in these deals. So the, the soup, the environment was very different. It was built on a shaky foundation. And oh, by the way, the other thing I want to point out is greed. Greed, greed, greed was very dominant in 08. I don't, I'm starting to see a little bit of it now, like the early beginnings, but it's like a, a small G like 08 was like capital letters, italics, bold font. It's like tattooed on people's heads. Everybody was greedy. Housing could never go down. I'm going to flip a contract in three days and blah, blah, blah. Um, so we don't have, we don't, we don't even have the recipe for a crash. The loans are better. They're real loans. There's real skin in the game. Greed. Um, not really there. Inventory is very different. Demand is sky high. Let's not forget. Oh, this is so, these freaking idiots. What was the interest rate in 08? Six and a half. Uh, I think there were sixes, sevens. Yeah. yeah. Six and a half. What are they today? Two and a half, three. The, the best excuse I get is 
Look at the 2020 price and the 08 price. They're the same. Are you paying cash for your house? No, you're getting a loan. What's the loan payment? Your loan's down 40%. Right, right. I mean, and that's, and that's, that's, a, that's something that would be surprising to some folks when you look at affordability index. When I say that, it sounds like, oh, you're in mortgage or you're in real estate. You have something to gain by, by telling people things are still affordable. But if you look at math and you look at, you know. Yeah, dude, I don't, you, must, you don't know this, but the affordability index was the number one thing that saved me in 08. I watch it religiously in California. And when, when Fresno gets to 20, I'm selling everything I own. Uh, it got to 20 in like 07 or 08, somewhere in there. I'll sell everything. But you know what it is today? 48. What is it? 48. Wow. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Pricing can go up a hundred grand and I'm okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. yeah. The affordability index, again, it's published by CAR, California Association of Realtors. It's on a scale of zero to a hundred. Other states have different metrics. So go learn yours. But dude, yeah. I mean, affordability index in California, affordability index in Fresno is awesome. Affordability index in San Francisco, not so good. It's like 12 <laughs> or 13, right? Wow. So I wouldn't touch San Francisco, but Fresno, 48 just awesome. Yep. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what, what the numbers are for 2021. Cause I don't, I think I've heard you say 10%. I don't know if I'm that yep. uh, bullish, but um, home price appreciation, because I have that conversation with people all the time. Oh, I think I'll wait. I think I'll yeah. wait until prices are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And, and I tell them, Hey, listen, I'm blessed to be super busy. I don't need another deal, yeah. but I'm telling you from my perspective, if I were you based on where you're at, I wouldn't wait. Homes yeah. might be more expensive. And, you know, I see interest rates staying low in 2021. So I'm not telling people don't buy because rates might go up. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, if you're waiting for a sale, you might be waiting for a long time. I mean, I had people in 2016, 2017 telling me, oh, we've seen quite a good run. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm going to wait. And, oh my gosh, I, I've got Dropbox full of scenarios where, oh, I do remember talking to them in 2017 when they were looking at $270,000 houses and that same house now is 425, 450. And, you know, a lot of wish, wish I would have um, can come out of that. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I guess the last thing to ask you in our first interview here, I never thought I would see a 30-year mortgage with a two on it, right? Um, I guess I'm going to ask you, do, do you see a 30-year kind of conventional with a one on it, like 1.99? That, that would be pretty dramatic. And I'll tell you why you probably won't. Sure. Because I made a video talking about how I could see interest rates going down in 2021. Yeah. And we've been trending down sure. for the last three months since I said that. Right now, the only reason rates aren't lower is because of um, capacity issues with lenders. Uh, lenders are actually enjoying some fairly healthy margins, but none of them can go from 2.65 to 2.25 without exploding their, their backend op system. Uh, and so, <laughs> so they're raising or raising interest because they can. <laughs> well, and, 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 and they almost have to, because yeah. even, you know, right now with demand as high as it is, there's some lenders in the wholesale space where I'm at where, you know, it's two and a half weeks for an initial underwrite. And then yeah. it's, 
you know, two weeks and they're taking 60 days to close a loan. They don't want that. They know that that's bad for business. Yeah. So the biggest wholesale lender, United Wholesale Mortgage, who we do a ton of business with is hiring like 800 people a month. Wow. So let them hire another 3000 people. They did a hundred billion last year. They'll do 200 billion this year. If they're equipped and they have 10,000 people support staff wise, they're the best company. It's not even close. Okay. Um, then they'll be able to say, okay, let's, let's lower rates a little bit. And, and we don't need this healthy of margins. They're only doing it. And I know it, I've heard it from the heads of these different mortgage companies and I've sat on advisory panels. And so that's the scenario where maybe 2.65, two and a quarter getting down in the ones just, I'll never say never because when I put people in a mortgage under 4%, I said, well, gosh, it can't get much lower. And then here we are, you know, if you talk to somebody with the 3.875, they're like, oh, my rate is so high. I've got this enormous interest rate. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. So at the end, wrapping up uh, interview number one, topic number one, the chances of a 30% crash single family nationwide in 2021 is? Zero. Perfect. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yep.